It's almost the start of a brand new year. And if you're like the rest of the world, you're probably starting to think about New Year's resolutions or things you want to do differently or hoping that to bring into your life for the new year. So in today's episode, I wanted to walk you through the exercise that I'm doing and the exercise that we're also doing together inside of the Choosing to Heal community. So this is going to kind of be the audio version of walking you through this exercise. But if you would like a printable version or if you really like pen and paper like I do and you want to print this out, and like be able to journal it, head to the show notes of this episode description. I'll put a link to where you can download this exercise as well. And then on top of that, if you're someone who wants to go through this exercise with other people, I'd also encourage you to check out our community because even if you're listening to this after we do this challenge live, we're constantly doing exercises like this every single month, different accountability challenges inside of the community that are essentially very similar to this. It's like, structured work, quote unquote, structured journal prompts and exercises to reflect on. All right, without further ado, let's get right into it. Hey there, you're listening to the Choosing to Heal podcast, where we ditch the small talk for real deep conversations about all that life has to offer. I'm your host, Monica Lee, and my goal is to share insights and tangible tips to help you maximize your potential and live a life full of intention and purpose. From mental, emotional, and physical wellness to relationships, faith, and business, the goal is always the same. We're choosing to heal, grow, and thrive each day. So grab a cup of coffee, get comfy, and let's chat. So we're going to start off this New Year's exercise by doing a little prep work. So rather than just like jumping in, carve out some time into your schedule, especially if you're like, me and you have kids and it's super busy and free time is not a thing, try to just take an hour on your calendar and block it off so that your partner and everyone else who is important in your life knows like this is your time, maybe after the kids go to bed. So you have intentional time to actually work on this because it really will set you up for success. Rather than doing it all at once, if that doesn't work for you, just do a little bit every day. And that's another thing that we do inside of the community is sometimes we'll do these 30-day challenges where every day, rather than doing like a really, really big activity, it's like, okay, answering one question every day, or this is your one daily task to do and break it down into bite-sized chunks because it can be a lot. It's like some of this is really heavy stuff. You know, it's like emotional processing, reflecting on the good things, but also like the heavy stuff. And it takes a lot of brain space. So you can also break it up bit by bit. Also, before we get started, just know there's no right or wrong. Sometimes like I'll come across a book or a workbook or an activity or an exercise and I'll get started and I'm like, eh, I don't really feel like taking the time to journal about that, then skip it. So pay attention to the bits that really speak to you and that you really want to dig deep on and you get to decide that there's no right or wrong way to do this. And lastly, it really is so helpful to take it a step further and share all of these intentions and reflections with someone in your life, whether that is your partner or someone that you really trust, your best friend, having a community of people who understand those intentions and those goals and what you're trying to accomplish can be such a big part of just having that accountability in making sure that these changes are made or just having someone to bounce ideas off of. One of my favorite things about these challenges that we do together is hearing what everybody else writes about or shares about because sometimes I have these blind spots, right? And hearing what other people's intentions are, how they're approaching it or insights that they had from their year 
I find that I'm like, oh my God, me too. And I didn't even think about it. And it prompts and triggers these memories and emotions and thoughts that wouldn't otherwise come to you. So that's the beautiful thing about sharing instead of just like trying to heal on your own. So the first thing that we're going to do after we decide how we're going to approach this, whether it's taking time out or doing it bit by bit, is to reflect on the previous year. I'm just going to kind of read off some of these prompts and questions. And again, if you want to print them out or if I'm talking too quickly, just head to the show notes to download it yourself. So what you're going to do is gather your camera roll, your journals, notebooks, even have like your social media pulled up if you have a social media account, something that is going to prompt and trigger like memories throughout the year. So as you go through and look month by month, because that's what we're going to do is reflect on each month. So 12 months of the year, having something that will jog your memory. And I find that like camera rolls work really well because if I look at a picture, I can kind of remember how I felt during that season of life. Because if you were to ask me, hey, Monica, describe to me January through December of last year, I could maybe tell you like about birthdays, you know, and really big events. But sometimes it's in those everyday memories that you capture on your camera roll or forget about until you pull out your camera roll that will really help trigger these memories that we want when we're doing this reflection. So Gather up whatever you have that will help you remember. And then I want you to start by describing the year in three words. If you had to sum it all up, if someone was like, hey, how was your year? How would you describe it? After that, this is super fun. Try to name it as a friend's episode would be named, right? Like all the episodes are like the one where Rachel, blah, blah, blah. I can't even think of like a friend's episode name, but it's like the one where so-and-so did this or the one where blah, blah, blah. Like maybe it's like the year where we chose to heal, the year of falling apart, the year of putting myself back together or whatever it may be. I think that's just like a fun way to add a spin to like describing your year. And then if you last year had a word of the year, which is something that I like to do and we'll do again for the following year, reflect back on that word and ask yourself, was that year accurate to the word that you picked out, right? So like if your word of the year was presence, you really wanted to be intentional about being present in the moment and not being in your head or distracted by all the things. Do you feel like you were able to follow through on that? Do you feel like that word was embodied in your life? And if so, what was it that made you feel that way or or attributed to those changes? But if not, what was it that got in the way? Right. So if it was being present, like, was it, you know, you found yourself constantly scrolling on social media. And the reason it's important to recognize that is, okay, then how can we going forward this next year develop new habits and routines and behaviors to help us move forward with again, intention, right? That's the whole, the whole goal. So. Did you follow through with that word or did your year embody that word that you had picked? Some of the journal questions, there's a lot. So this isn't all of them, but these are just some of the big ones that you can reflect on is in what areas have you grown this year and evolved? What areas have you healed? What areas do you feel like you may have regressed or gone backwards a bit or maybe like are we left untouched or still feeling a little bit raw? What are some things that lit you up and filled your cup? And what are some things that drained you of energy this year? How did you feel physically, mentally, emotionally, and all of those different categories of your life? 
And then this is one of my favorites is what did you add to your life and what did you let go of? Maybe you added a morning routine every time you woke up or you added a hobby or you added a positive habit and you chose to let go of a habit that was no longer serving you or maybe it was a person or you let go of a limiting a belief and really reflect and think about what you added and let go of. And then next, we're going to reflect on each of the months. So I think in the journal, I have like each month written out. You can also do this without downloading anything and with a blank piece of paper in your journal, reflect on it. But this is where that camera roll or social media or or your journal will come in handy. As you're going through each month, write down a word or a phrase that you would use to describe the month. It's kind of like a mood tracker, but for your months of the year. Um, This is also where a feelings wheel is very, very useful. It's a lot easier to look at a page of words than it is to like grab one out of thin air. (laughs) So write down a word or phrase to describe the month. Write down any key events or memories that happened during the month. Highs and lows. And then lastly, pick one photo out of the entire month to heart or add to your favorites or add to an album. I thought this was a good idea because I have hundreds of thousands of photos on my camera roll. I've never quite seem to get a a grip on like being the person who takes the pictures and then immediately deletes the duplicates and stuff. So it's really, really cluttery and chaotic in my camera roll. And so while we're like having it handy and having those pictures pulled up, it's such a great opportunity to just pick one where we're like, I just really love this photo. How cool would it be to have like just 12 pictures to represent your year? And then you can choose to do something with it, whether it's create a calendar or a collage or share about it on social media and a post that you can look at next year, whatever it may be, or just keep it in your hearts and your favorites. I just thought that was like a nice touch as you're going through the month. And then you can look back and see, did you have mostly good months, mostly bad months? What seemed to be the theme of your year? The next step of this exercise, while we're still on the previous year before we move to the new year, is to take a blank sheet of paper and there's two different categories or topics that you're going to brain dump. So the first one is you're going to write down anything that you need to let go of or release from this previous year. So by now, you've already reflected on kind of what some of the struggles were, the lows, things that you may have not gotten a chance to really heal or areas you may have regressed or just relationships that have tension, whatever it may be, write it down to let go of it and release it without taking it into the new year. So this can be any goodbyes that you want to say to whether that's people, habits or old patterns and struggles, anyone you need to forgive. Maybe you need to forgive yourself for certain things, just memories, anything that may have happened that you need to let go of and leave in this year without carrying it into the new year, write it down doodle it, use your colored pens, however you want to do it onto this one piece of paper. And then similarly, you're going to do the same thing, but this time with gratitudes. So these are anything big, little that you are grateful for. And I would challenge you to, to even try to write down hard things that you're grateful for. And especially if you're listening to this podcast, like choosing to heal, you know, as much as me, how so much of what's broken in our life and the hard things that we go through is the catalyst to our growth and healing. And so even though when you're going through it, it can be hard. Sometimes, you know, we were able to look back at it and be grateful for it because if we were to completely eliminate all the mistakes or all the challenges that we went through, like it would completely erase ourselves off the map. So I challenge you to just find some things to be grateful for that are also 
maybe hard things from your year. And you can doodle, fill the page up so that you have one that you're releasing and one where you're just like taking a moment to be grateful and cherish these things about the year. All right. So that is the activity and the exercise for the previous year. Next, we're going to move on to prepping the new year with intention. Maybe you've already done this before. It's picking a new word or phrase for the year. I was actually thinking about this as I was prepping for this episode. Oh, I haven't even taken time to consider what I want my word to be. And I think that I want my word to be courage. And that is because I want 2024 to be my year of healing. (laughs) I feel like 2023 was my year of awakening where so much started to come to the surface. And I finally started to have that like dark night of the soul. Like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing these patterns now. I'm understanding myself better. I'm seeing why these patterns were born to protect me, where in my childhood they came from. So all this awareness happened. But in order to truly experience this deep level of healing, I'm starting to really realize that implementing it and embodying it and taking action and behaving the way that I want to, rather than out of these very deeply ingrained (laughs) patterns, it requires such deep bravery and courage. Man, I felt so frustrated this year. This is kind of a side note from the exercise on a personal note, but it's been so hard for me when I'm able to see it, but my nervous system is so stuck in fear and thinking that it's unsafe when it really is safe. I'm doing an exposure therapy type approach to reestablishing safety for my nervous system, for my unconscious, for my wounded ego. And I've just started scratching the surface of what that looks like in action But man, it is terrifying just like when I'm in that free state and it feels so familiar to just run away, to shut down, to protect, protect, protect. And in 2024, I'm really just hoping and praying and speaking into existence that this is going to be the year where I'm able to break free and really embody and take action that feels scary so that I can start to build trust within my own self that, hey, you did this and you didn't die. See, we're safe now. We did this and you didn't die. (laughs) So that word for me will just remind me when I get triggered, not if, when I struggle next year that, hey, remember, we're choosing bravery. It's okay to feel scared. It's okay to feel this resistance and it's okay to still feel stuck. And also, what if we just take a baby step of courage? So that is going to be my word for the year. What is yours? If you download the PDF, I'll also include an image of some that you can pick as well. And then journal about how does this word make you feel and why is it what you need moving into the new year? So I gave you a personal example of why I need courage this year. Answering that question, how does it make you feel? Like when I think about being courageous, it makes me feel confident that, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to take action. It makes me feel empowered to move forward. And that's how I want to feel. And then if you were to embody that word this year, how would you show up differently? What actions would you take? So if I'm being courageous, what does that look like in my life for the next year? And then moving on from the word, these are just a couple of activities, questions, things you can journal about. So one thing you can do is write down this time next year when we're sitting here again, how will you be? How will you feel? What will you know and what will you have? So it's kind of like speaking it into existence or declaring it. And the way that you want to write this is this time next year, I will be blank. 
So you're writing it as if it already is. This time next year, I will feel powerful. I will feel fulfilled. I will have financial abundance. I will, whatever it is that speaks to you and write those out as declarations. So it's how will you be, have, feel, know. And then this year, what are you going to say no to and what are you going to say yes to? And you can just dump a list. So like this year I'm saying no to things that don't spark joy, whatever. I don't, I don't want to give too many examples because I feel like this is such a personal exercise that I don't want to project too many of my own thoughts or ideas onto you. Like I really just want to leave it in your hands. So I did share that one example of my own word, but going forward, I'll kind of keep it short and to the point here. This year, I'll, I will say no to this, yes to this. And another way you can do this is what do you want to have more of in your life? And what do you want to have less of in your life? So imagine yourself after you have made these declarations, like at the end of the year, I will be, have, feel, know this. And imagine your future self at the end of next year, having those things, like being on the other side of it. And what you're going to do is write a letter from your future self who knows all those things, who feels that way, who has all those things, who is that version of you and write a letter from your future self to who you are now. Hey, future self, you don't have to be as scared. We made it to the end of the year and look what happened. Whatever you want to say to encourage where you are now, that you have what it takes in you and that it's all going to be okay and that you know, you were going to do this. And the reason why this is so powerful, I just got goosebumps. Oh my gosh, just talking about this is when you declare it or you write a letter, like as if it already happens, it's it's different than being like, well, I really want this, right? It gets you in that posture, that mindset of this is possible. This is going to happen. Our thoughts create our feelings. So we don't feel sad or we don't feel hurt until we think the thought. That's why when we make up stories in our mind, like, oh, my partner didn't kiss me goodbye in the morning, he must not care about me. That's a thought. And so then I feel hurt because I thought that thought. And from our feelings, our behaviors are formed. So if I feel hurt, I might criticize my partner. And so it has this domino effect. And then based on how I behave and show up in my relationship, that's going to affect you know, the overall health of the relationship, et cetera, et cetera. And so it all starts with our thoughts. That's why capturing our thoughts are so powerful, challenging them, examining them to make sure they're truth. And so when we're writing this letter as if it already happened, it's like planting the seed as if it's like creating those positive affirming thoughts rather than thinking, oh, well, this may happen and I would like for it to happen. It's so powerful. When we are able to start the year off with those thoughts as if they are the truth. Next thing we're going to do is to set some goals. Maybe you're familiar with SMART goals, but if you're not, SMART is an acronym. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Time Bound. What you want to do is write out different goals that you have for each category of your life. So personal, professional, your family life, your physical health, your mental health, your relationships, and start writing out SMART goals for the coming year. And maybe just do one in each category. You can also, if you really want to get fancy with it, you could do three in each category and then prioritize them in order of like importance. After you set the goals, you're going to take it a step further and schedule them into quarters one, two, three, or four for the next year. So if your goal is I plan to launch this course for my business by quarter two of next year, that's April, May, June, 
then you are able to work backwards and really like create tasks and schedules and, you know, create like a project management system around that goal. So it's not just, well, I would like to launch this course next year. Right. So it's like you're doing the smart goal, but then you're also scheduling it and working backwards to then get organized from that timeline that you have. You work backwards. So if I have a goal to launch this course by quarter two of next year, what all do I need to do to do that? Like, okay, I need to outline the course. I need to film the videos. I need to do research. So then you're going to brain dump all the tasks and as much as you can. I mean, you don't have to figure this all out in one sitting, but just have like a rough idea right? Of like, okay, in January, I'm going to do research. February, I'm going to outline. March, I'm going to film the videos or whatever. You don't have to get it all figured out. But having a rough outline for each of the goals that are most important helps me to feel like, okay, I have a plan, right? There's a plan of action. It's not just like a wish. It's not going to happen if it's not on paper. At least for me, if it's not on my calendar, if it's not broken down into tangible, actionable items, it's not going to happen. So that's the next step after you set those goals is to get organized and work backwards to schedule them out and whatever works best for you, whether that's a paper planner, digital calendar, putting it somewhere in a notebook, just so you have a rough idea of how you're going to do it. On the topic of getting organized for like your tasks, this is also when you're going to consider what you would like your routines to look like. Your routines, meaning your daily routine, weekly routine, monthly routine. If you print this out, it's going to have the categories for you. But if you're not, you're going to write sections and title them daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual, and every so often. And I want you to dump all the tasks in your life whether it's personal, professional, your relationship, whatever, financial, and put them under one of those categories. So like file taxes, that's annual. That has to happen once a year. So you put that under annual. Okay, a weekly task could be laundry. Anything that you would like to happen monthly, weekly, daily, annually. Maybe you've been not so great about your health and fitness and it's something you really want to prioritize and you decide, okay, daily, I want to do 15 minutes of activities. You're going to put that there. You can go all the way down to like cleaning schedule. How often do you want to pick up your dry cleaning? How often do you want to have relationship check-ins with your partner? Anything that you can think of. Put them under the category. And then from there, what I have done is I like to create routine calendar reminders in my actual Google Calendar. So you know how you can create different color-coded calendars? I have one that's titled Routine. For example, when I started the, the community book club, I committed to doing 15 minutes of book club homework and reading. So 15 minutes in the morning before I started my day and 15 minutes after the kids are in bed. And I have that as a reminder on my phone and it's color coded as a routine. So anything that's part of these like routines that are recurring goes on that calendar. And so that way it's holding myself accountable that it'll actually get done. But that's such a great way to like organize what you have going on, but also what you would like to intentionally make time and space for in the coming year to make sure that it gets done. (laughs) And then last but not least, this is optional. Again, skip what you want to. If if you're not like a calendar person that drives you crazy, skip that. But I like to add this to the list because I'm a big believer of less is more. And so decluttering in preparation for the new year can be so powerful. You don't have to make this complicated, y'all. You can go to Google, Pinterest and search decluttering checklist 
and make it a challenge. And even if it's just you commit to like 10 minutes a day or an area of your house a day where you are going to declutter and throw stuff away or donate it or whatever, even areas like your camera roll, your text messages, email inbox, things that you would like to declutter. So you can even do a big kind of like spring cleaning, but New Year's cleaning, I guess. (laughs) Or if that's way too overwhelming, you can add it to your routine. Okay, I would like to declutter once a month or weekly. I like to even do 15 minutes of tidying each day. So you can even say, you know what, every day, and we do this with the kids, every day I'm going to find something that I can remove from my home because how often are we going to target bringing more and more and more stuff in? How often do we actually throw it out? (laughs) Not frequently at all. We tell the kids we live in a very small space. The only way we're going to have space for the new is if we're constantly parting ways with what we no longer need and use, right? And so that's something that we're trying to work with the kids on. So again, just making a part of your routine to not go into the new year with more and having this stressful environment, this cluttered environment. And that's all I have for you. (laughs) And this isn't meant to overwhelm you with all the things you should do. Just suggestions for if you would like some ideas, take or leave what you like. If you want a printable version of everything that I went through, plus more journal prompts, I didn't include them all here. Head to the show notes to download it. If you want some accountability for doing this challenge with other people and similar challenges where there's activities and exercises and journal prompts, if that sounds like something that you would love consistently in your life, I invite you to check out our community because that's exactly what we do. I hope that you have a fantastic rest of this year and that you go into the new year with intention and that that word that you've picked comes to fruition. And that, my friends, is actually the last episode of this year. So without further ado, I will see you next year. Hey again, thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end, which makes you one of my favorite people. If you can think of anyone who would benefit from listening to this episode, it would mean the world if you'd either send it to them directly or share about it on social media. Ratings and reviews are the absolute best way you can support the podcast and keep the content coming. So make sure to subscribe and leave some love while you're at it. You can find me on all of the social platforms at Monica Lee blog and follow the podcast at choosing to heal. Thanks again. And I'll see you next time.